Hello, welcome to the Dear Nikki podcast, where I'm going to be giving you personalized user research advice based on your questions or struggles. So let's dive into today's episode. Hello, hello. How are you doing? It is Monday, January 23rd. (laughs) I actually was away last week which is why there wasn't a podcast episode. I was away last week skiing for the first time. I am happy to report that I am back in one piece and that I actually love skiing. I literally thought I was going to go on this holiday and hate every second of it because I'm always cold. And so being on a mountain in snow is cold. (laughs) And I skied 20 or 25 years ago twice and it ended up going horribly wrong both times. So I was under the impression and I made an assumption. Here we go. This is a nice learning. I made an assumption. I was biased. I made an assumption that I was going to hate skiing and that I was going to ski like twice and then go to the spa (laughs) the entire time or go to some sort of cafe and try and remember any German that was left in my brain to just order a continuous stream of hot chocolates. (laughs) So, Heise Chocolat. So I did have that (laughs) and I did order a lot of hot chocolates, but it ended up that I made, yeah, this huge assumption. I was hugely biased and I love skiing. And so we are already planning a ski holiday for 2024. So yay. Um, super exciting. I I just I love finding things. I love breaking assumptions, like especially with myself. And I love finding things that I don't think I will like and actually really enjoying them. My husband is a snowboarder, but he decided to learn skiing. Uh, so we were both learning at the same time and we got really confident. At one point, we had a few lessons and we got really confident. And then our friends who are like really great skiers took us onto this mountain and I fell like halfway down the mountain because I kept sliding. (laughs) And I eventually like – I lost a ski and I stuck the other ski into the the snow. And uh, then we proceeded to walk down the side of the mountain for an hour because like we couldn't handle it. (laughs) So, you know, it's good despite that that uh, we still had a good time. So – Anyways, that's where I was last week, which is why there was no podcast episode, but I am coming back with something really, really exciting. So I had somebody reach out to me kind of in response to my my podcast episode about concept testing. So within that episode, if you haven't listened to it already, I talk about how I dislike preference testing. And so this person reached out saying, "My my design system team is looking for ways to understand how a change to our product's font styles might impact usability and perception. And then they mentioned one of our senior researchers created a survey showing showing images of our old product and images of our new product and asked people, which version do you prefer? So participants were each shown a combination of three uh, total images. The results indicated that users preferred the new font type by a large margin. However, is there a different way you might go about determining the preference for a change in font type? So 
That is the first question. It's a two-parter. The second question is the same person asked me if I could go into more detail around internal testing. I'm going to try and do that within the scope of this podcast episode, but if I don't, I will record a second podcast episode all on internal testing because I think that that could be really, really interesting separately. So I kind of just talked myself out of that. <laughs> so so this one will be focused on preference testing in this particular example. And the next podcast episode that will be coming out next Monday will be on internal testing. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> Live iterations for you here. Okay. So what I wanted to talk about, and, and I did answer this person uh, within the scope of an email, um, but I wanted to go into more depth because I found that this was a really interesting example. And I love concrete examples because then I can really talk through how I'm thinking about my approach and why I would approach it in that particular way. The first thing is I really do dislike preference testing. So anytime I hear about a study that asks participants about preference, I automatically kind of dislike it and really recommend a different approach than asking people about their preference. Because when we're asking people what they prefer, we're asking people something that's really up to us to decide, right? So when it comes to fonts, like people aren't aren't equipped, like normal people. I'm saying that with air quotes because I don't really know how else to describe just the lay person who might not have a lot of information on fonts (laughs) and what fonts should or shouldn't be. So we're asking somebody who's not specialized in this to make a decision for us. That's why I have a really hard time when it comes to asking for preference on visual things because visual aspects of a user experience can impact a lot of different people in a lot of different ways that has nothing to do with preference, right? For example, I love green and purple. I I prefer things that are green and purple. Now, you can show me something that's green or purple and compare it to an old version of something where your font is black or a different color, who knows? And I can say, oh, well, I actually quite prefer like the green and purple because it's more colorful and like, yay. But then that, that does not, like, I don't have the, the knowledge as, as a lay person, even as to be completely honest, as a user researcher, I don't have the knowledge of best practices of font style and color and how that color might impact people who are colorblind. That color might impact what you uh, put over, uh, what, you're, what, what you're overlaying on. So that purple might actually clash hugely with a header that you're, that you're using, right? So asking people what they prefer, especially when it comes to visual components, is like asking somebody who just doesn't specialize in this space to make a decision for you, right? And also, it's very hard to ask people what they prefer within the context of a photo. So this person had mentioned uh, creating a survey showing images of the old product and images of the new product. So there's a very big difference between I see an image of something and I like it more than this other image versus I'm experiencing this, this current experience with these fonts, colors, whatever, 
versus I'm experiencing this old experience with these fonts, colors, whatever, which experience is better, right? So we can't really ask people to look at an image and kind of imagine what their experience might be with those font styles and colors and all of that stuff, right? Because that's that's asking. That's just asking a lot of people, right? People people can't can't kind of connect those dots. We might be able to, and we often sometimes think that because we can, other people can, but we're we're asking a lot of our participants in that in that sense. So that's one part of this in terms of asking about preference and how I just, yeah, I just don't like asking about preference. I will also say that going into this kind of research project, the initial idea and project was understanding how a change to our product's font styles might impact usability and perception. So it's really interesting because for me, I would not go to preference in this because we have two two areas right now, perception and usability, and neither of those have anything to do with pre- preference, right? So sometimes we need to take a second before, because preference is, is an easy choice. Preference is something that a lot of people do. Preference testing, unfortunately, is just plainly prevalent in our industry. However, when a research request comes in or when we want to understand about usability or perception or both, preference doesn't answer any of those questions. So if a team comes to me and they say, I want to know how font styles might impact usability, and I come back and I say, I showed people these two different font styles and they preferred this one, we are not actually answering anything about the impact that those font styles have on usability. I will also say when it comes to perception, which is kind of skirting the line between user research and market research, because I would think of perception as brand perception. If somebody said, what is the perception when it comes to these font styles or these versions? And I came back and I said, people prefer version A, I'm still not answering anything about perception, right? So preference often is an outcome that comes out of like, I I don't know how we get to preference, (laughs) to be honest, because when, when we really think about what we're trying to understand, very rarely is it preference. Oftentimes preference comes out of like comparing two things and their usability, but like visual components often come from, um, comparing visual components often lead to preference. But we really want to understand how those visual components impact the usability or the brand perception. So I'm just going to say again, preference does not tell you anything about usability, nor does it tell you anything about perception, right? It really doesn't tell you anything. (laughs) So because also we don't understand, you know, if we do say that people prefer one version over the next, So we asked this preference testing. We don't even know why, right? So there may may very well be certain things they prefer within the context of that, but we don't, we really just, again, we don't understand why. So this becomes very unactionable, right? So just saying, yeah, people preferred this has not, doesn't really have any like substance. 
we can't really like we can't do anything with that yeah sure we can maybe implement that and then follow up with like better like usability testing or getting more qualitative feedback or like understanding why this one works over the other but like there's just there's just nothing there when it comes to preference um anyways i'm gonna stop there because i just feel like i'm just harping on preference and can do that over and over again for the whole day and move on a little bit into like what you're actually looking at when it comes to this particular request. So understanding how a change to our product's font styles might impact usability and perception. So again, we have these two areas, putting preference aside, we have usability testing and brand perception. So then that to me indicates different methodologies. So if we're looking at something like brand perception, there are quite a few ways to measure brand perception, especially when it comes to visual components, right? So there are things like open word tests or closed word tests, right? So this is looking at different words and, and what people associate that image with when it comes to these different words. So you can either ask people, so you can show people an image, let's say, of the old version and the new version. And on each one, you can ask them, what words would you use to describe this image, right? And I know that we're not getting directly into font, right? You could, you could probably go a layer deeper and like really point it out to them. So like, what words would you use to describe the font within, within this image? So you could, I guess, drill down. I'm not a visual testing expert. And I think that it's a bit it's a bit tough with visual testing um but i'm just trying to offer a possibility of what what you could do in this situation and maybe think about creative ways to use these types of methodologies so i would probably go ahead and say what words would you use to describe the font within this image showing the old one and then showing the new one asking the same question Similarly, you could do a closed word choice. So you could have a handful of, of words if you didn't want to analyze an open word choice where people are just putting their own words in. You could have um, a closed word choice where you have a handful of words. Just make sure that they're both positive, neutral, and negative words available for them to choose from. Another thing that you can do, I think it's uh, aesthetic explanation or aesthetic ranking <laughs> i will link to the to the article that i'm thinking about right now in my mind but you you have kind of these words and people can rank their how they feel or how much they agree or disagree with that particular aesthetic when it comes to that word so let's say that we're looking at two different versions of a website and we're trying to understand how much people agree or disagree about like the friendliness conveyed on that website, you could have a scale where you're asking, you know, how much do you agree or disagree that this website is friendly, right? And they can kind of answer on like a scale where they're disagreeing or agreeing. So that's, there are a few ways to get at this particular like brand perception. You would just have to probably really drill down into saying, the brand perception of the font. So how would you describe the font, right? So making sure that that's very clear for people, either that or you're going to get a bit of a confounding variable situation if you just ask people like, what do you think of this image, right? Um, because then you don't know what they prefer 
And that's also what kind of not bothers me, but concerns me a little bit when, when you show like images and you ask people what, what version they prefer, if you don't drill down into like what exactly you're asking the preference about, you know, I could look at two versions of a website and tell you which one I prefer. But if you don't know why I prefer it again, like, and what components I prefer, then what's saying that that's the same as somebody else, right? Like I, anyways, I'm getting down into the preference rabbit hole again. So we have that brand perception part. And then again, we have this statement, understand how a change to our product's font styles might impact usability and perception. So the only way to measure an impact to usability is to do a usability test, right? We can't mix preference and usability. It's not like one or the other. Uh, So what I would recommend doing in the past, what I've done in the past when it has come to font changes and us being concerned about the usability of them is actually testing, doing a usability test, right? Seeing how the font type impacts usability, right? So going out and I would recommend doing this unmoderated because and I'll get to this in a second because of like, should you be focusing on this or not when it comes to like the big scheme of research, potential research projects. But I would do a usability test unmoderated to see how the font is impacting the experience. So what would that look like? It would look like doing a, there are two different ways to do it. If you have enough data from like previous usability tests in which people like went through and used your old product with the old font, you could just do a usability test to, on the new font to see if there are any major differences. So if you can compare kind of like one-to-one, if you if you have asked people to do similar tasks on the old product using the old font, then you can ask them to do the same tasks using the new font and kind of compare the old data to the new data. So the old font to the new font. That's one thing you can do. Or what you can do is you can have people do a usability test on with the old font and a usability test with the new font, both within that same unmoderated test to see what the difference is. I would do something, it depends on what you're trying to understand about the usability, but I would do something like time on task, task success. I would also make sure to see if there are any issues where the font is kind of getting in the way of the task or accessibility issues that come with a font so really difficult to read. You know, I I would also look into that within the scope of the unmoderated test, uh, usability test. All of that being said, right, kind of how I would approach this, I would also question the value that this test would bring, right? So we have two different font styles there are a lot of best practices out there on fonts to use and fonts not to use, right? Why Why is this test, I would question why is this test so important? Is there, is there a, a huge impact that changing the font would have on are really important metrics, let's say conversion rate, click-through rate, those kinds of pirate type metrics, would the font actually have a direct impact on those metrics? Because for me, 
I probably wouldn't do this project unless we're changing the font in such a way that's just so unbelievably mind-blowing and different. I probably wouldn't do this test because we have ideally a lot of other things that we're doing. And I would say, and this is kind of where I, I might start to get into internal testing, but as I said, I'll, I'll get to that more in depth next week. Like this is something that has a lot of best practices around it. This is something that you could test within your company, right? So having people test the, the different fonts and, and seeing which ones work and don't work, seeing maybe where certain fonts fail, seeing seeing if, you know, just making sure that overlays work out okay, sizing works out okay, different screen sizes work out okay. This is all stuff for me that I'm like, we could do this like within the context of our company. We don't need to necessarily reach out to our users when it comes to such a, I don't want to minimize it, but such a small, it's like it is important, but this is not what user research is optimized for, right? Testing this kind of stuff. It's just not the best tool for understanding this kind of information. So I would question whether or not we even do this externally. So that being said, I know I just said how I would approach it. I would also probably say that I probably wouldn't approach it, right? So like, I know that that's, that, that's tough because I also don't want to minimize any, any sort of work. I don't want to minimize any sort of requests, especially if you're like new to user research or like trying to really push user research in your organization. Every request can count. So of course, if this is like something where you're trying to spread user research in the organization, gain buy-in, this is like a great small win right? But if you have a bunch of other projects, this is something that I would like turn around and say, okay, cool. Let's test the fonts. Like what, what, what research did we do on the fonts? Hey, designers, what best practices do you know of? You know, what I would also turn to your design system team and say, what, what is your concern? Like, what is the concern that comes from this? Because fonts should be such a secondary, tertiary, I don't know, beyond that kind of thing that they should like melt into the experience, not be something that people notice in the experience. So I would talk to my design system team to really understand why are they so concerned about this, right? And then again, I would go ahead and say, okay, let's just rally some people from the company and do some testing internally where we test the different sizes on the different devices. If we make sure that, you know, if we maximize, minimize the screen, does it make sense? Where does it maybe not make sense? Is there a form in which this doesn't make, this font doesn't make sense? An overlay, a heading, uh, is there good information architecture within this? These are all things that we should be able to do internally with the roles that we generally have in an organization. So that's kind of how I would approach this. So I would just scratch preference, preferences out the door, off the table, no, 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 no to preference because ultimately that's not what we're actually looking for. Preference does not indicate any sort of impact on usability and perception. And then what I would say is I would talk to my design system team really about seeing what they're so concerned about, ask them what kind of best practices they are, 
right? And then test some things internally. So change the font and test it internally to see if there are any problems with it. When it comes to brand perception, if we are really that concerned about the font impacting our brand perception, that's when I would say, okay, let's turn external and let's do an unmoderated word choice test, right? But other than that, I wouldn't want to go external with this because I would want to save my external participants for things that I would deem more valuable to the organization on a on a larger impact, right? So that's how I would think about this particular project and how I would kind of redo or refresh or reapproach this this project in terms of the usability aspect of it and the brand perception aspect. So I hope that that was helpful for everybody kind of going through like an actual project and an idea and approach because it was super fun for me. So if you have other approaches that you would like to send in and or examples that you would like to send in, I would love to kind of talk through them about how I might approach it because it's, yeah, this is really, really interesting stuff for me. So as I mentioned, I will link to the visual testing article in the comments of this. It's it's just about more of the open word choice, closed word choice, aesthetic ranking, that those kinds of methodologies if you want to get a little bit more familiar with, with those. But yeah, I hope that this was super helpful. And then again, I will talk about internal testing next time because that it deserves its own its own episode. And yeah, I look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to hit subscribe and submit your next question. And I look forward to talking to you all soon. Bye.